Welcome to Romance Splaining. I am Leslie Welch, and with me today is my trusty car horn, Adam Welch, who happens to be my partner in crime. That's me. Does that is that good? Can I say you're my partner? Sure, in crime? that's fine. Oh, okay, guys. I feel like it's the last day of school, and by guys, I mean Adam and Kelly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Bittersweet. Bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Episode 41, this is the last chapter of the book. Feels like we've accomplished something, but, uh, you know, it's sad that it's over. It is. Very soon to be over. I feel like calling all of my friends and just being like, they said it couldn't be done, but look at us. We're doing it. Did it. Here we are. Well, we're not there yet. Oh. Well, we could technically release this episode. It would be the end of the book. We'd just be like, they lived happily ever after. Right. Surprise. It's our one minute long episode. Right. <laughs> it's mostly intro. Good. I won't do that to you because I know everybody's dying to know what happens with Johnny's uh, fire singed eyebrows yeah, at the wedding. Yeah, did they grow back? We don't know. Well, actually, we'd never find out the answer to that question. Shit. I know Adam What's wants to find out if BJ Jones ever comes back. I know he's coming. Okay. He's coming. He really isn't, though. I'm so Johnny's sorry. coming. He's coming. Everybody's coming. Well, that is true in this chapter. Oh We're going to get to that. So, the plans for the wedding had been made swiftly, adverbly. Okay. They got on a riverboat a little after seven in the morning and just got married, like at the crack of dawn. They like got on the riverboat and got married. They got married on a boat. They did. They decided that they're going to steam on down, steam on down the river. They're boat people, aren't they? A lot of boats. Maybe that's why I liked this book so much. I well, eh, I don't really say I liked it so much. That's why I kept reading it. That's yeah. You had a certain <laughs> sick fascination with it. How I about did. That? I did. But also the boats, I think, helped a lot. Because I <laughs> yeah. do like being on the water, as we all know. Yeah, you do. Not in it necessarily. I don't like being in. No, I don't like. So there's that. monsters in there. Well, and there are brain-eating amoebas, which oh my gosh, they found brain-eating okay. amoebas in the water at like on the homestead. What? Wait, what well, homestead? Down in Louisiana, not like oh, oh, not oh. on the actual homestead, but in the city water. Oh, there really? are brain-eating amoebas. They tested for it and that found them. That is terrible. Yeah, and I remember that my aunt Phyllis like put a story about a local story about a guy who used the neti pot down there. Oh boy! But he didn't like heat it up and treat it. Like he just put it from the faucet and through his nose, and got brain-eating amoebas. Did but, he die? Yeah. Oh, jeez. So wait, he just put, like, just put tap water in it and then shoved tap water up in his nose? I think he may have put salt in it, too. But you'd be surprised how many people, like, they have it in their shower and they'll just fill it up with warm water from the shower and put some salt in it and do it in the shower. What? Right. I'm all, like, getting the autoclave out and, you know, sanitizing everything and, like, using distilled water from a bottle and heating right, that right. to, like, a, a hundred and... 80 degrees or 214 degrees. Does that kill them? Yeah, I think it has to go above like 150. They're a hardy creature, aren't they? Well, they can live in hot springs, yeah. Right. So. Right. Anyway. Dodged a bullet on that one. Yeah, don't don't put tap water in Louisiana up your nose because you'll get brainy amoebas. That's so 
terrible. Anyway, so it's not the kind of thing you need to be thinking this about. This is a total bummer for the last chapter of the yeah, book. So why I'm going to stop talking about it. I don't it. know what is wrong with the host of this podcast. I don't she know. Sucks. So they are on the riverboat. They get married after seven. I don't know why they had to like get married so early. Like, thanks a lot for have, inviting me to your seven a.m. Right. wedding. I was really looking forward to getting <laughs> up at five o'clock in the morning. Right. Like, I can't even imagine. Like, I think I woke up at like five o'clock in the morning to get ready for our three p.m. wedding. You know, it's this big process. Yeah. You're just like gonna get on a boat and like get married. Okay. More power to you, Nevada Jones. They are living their truth. They are living their truth. So it's Johnny, Miss well, Annabelle. It's Nevada Roulette now, not, probably. Well, not yet. We're oh. getting there because she's going to. I just can't help it. I'm just so antsy. I am so antsy. Are they going to get married? Yes, they are. And here we're going to find out all about the wedding. Okay. Johnny, Miss Annabelle, Stryker, and old Jess are, are there at the wedding. Stryker is there. Yes. And screw Denise Lede because... Denise the Beast. She served her purpose. Yeah. Does she matter? For the Bechdel test. Right. Right? Who needs a best friend at your wedding? Not what? Nevada. Like, what? Come on. That's so rude. I mean, as long as BJ Jones is there, she's all good. Maybe BJ Jones is not there. I guarantee... Fucking to you, he's at that wedding. He is Why not wouldn't at he the be? Wedding. Of course he is. He's on the flat boat. She has he... no way to get... There are no... Cell phones or ways to get in contact with you BJ. Ride a horse. You ride Kristen Shawl over there and you say, I'm getting married. It's really important to me that you attend my wedding at yeah. five o'clock in the morning, BJ Who Jones. Who the hell knows where they are in the Mississippi though? Like it's not that big a place. It's a very long river. They're in St. Louis. They're going down the river. Like you can't Okay. You're on the river. Just go well, up and down right, well, a little bit. You know You'll what? see it. Let's listen for a little bit and find out. That'll keep you intrigued. Will BJ show up? Let's listen. Okay. I'm listening. Okay, good. Old Jess was Johnny's best man, because of course. And the captain... Of course? Like, they're close? Yes. He was the father figure Johnny grew up with. Hmm. Right? And then that's uh-huh. why Johnny was, like, nursing him back to health and, like, very upset. Hmm. All right. So the captain marries them. Well, the captain, like, gets the boat out of the, you know, dock and everything. It started, like, once he can hand it off, then he marries them a little after seven in the morning. And he's like, who gives this woman away to be married? And Stryker was supposed to step up, but he doesn't. Why not? Because he pulls... BJ Jones is there, and it's more of his kind of thing. No. Stryker pulls out a machete and starts just slicing and dicing everyone. That's a weird turn. <laughs> it's a strange turn of events. He just starts not killing everyone. It. Wow. Because it turns out he's been in love with Nevada the whole time. Wow. <laughs> Shit. No, that didn't happen. Oh. I thought that would be funny, though. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good... This is a horror book. Yeah, it's a... Nice way to end it like, all, I people think. People are like, what? What the? Yeah, no. Just kidding. So It's kind of like one of the um, like living art projects I was thinking about doing. Oh. Um, what? I, I don't know anything about these Well, it wasn't projects. about murdering people. Oh, but thankfully. But it was just like. Because I'd hate if you were in jail for the rest of your life. Yeah. No, it wasn't going to be that. But, um. Yeah, like a uh, like performance art where I would have a band, Ugh. but like I wouldn't be a good musician. Like I wouldn't be any better than I am right now, which is, <laughs> you know, not very good. Yeah. Like I can't really play a song at okay. all. 
right? So the whole band would be at my level of expertise. Cool. Right? We'd get a show booked and we would play the show <laughs> just like... Awful. You know, but like in a way, like in an awful way that you can't fake. Yeah. Like there's something about genuine awfulness. Like if you're good and you try to pretend to be awful, it's just, it's not the same thing. Yeah, it's like trying to draw, like, pass off your drawings as your, like, second graders. Right. Like, when you're doing their homework for them. Right. It's very obvious. Yeah, you'll see right through that shit. So, Not anyway. That I ever did that. Right. This band would be honest, <laughs> honestly <did>. terrible. <laughs> I hear you. I did that. Would, would be really <laughs> a terrible band. Terrib- okay. Terrible musicians. We'd play a two-hour-long show. Oh, my gosh. Do I have to come? Um, no, that's all right. Okay. Because I, I won't be, I can't be in this band because I've already played in real bands. So end of the show after like this horrible noise that like, can you even recognize the songs that like they'd be covers, but like, okay, I guess you would recognize the songs from the lyrics. All right. But other than that, like it's unrecognizable. So but you're going to butcher like Freebird and stuff? All that shit. Okay. Yeah. All well, the good stuff. Yeah. I think um, you should do some, um. Like Bruno Mars. I could do some Bruno Mars. Yeah. yeah that's some, a crowd pleaser. Yeah. Some pop stuff that's popular today. Doesn't have to be all old stuff, but yeah. recognizable stuff. But we, maybe we would play, you know, this one. That's a good one. Yeah. It's my favorite. But uh, end of the show. That was Pearl Necklace. And that was Pearl Necklace by ZZ Top. We know one <laughs> song good. like awesome. Perfect. Yeah. We. This we is like an Andy to... Kaufman thing. Yeah, we don't know how to play any other song. Right. You just shit the whole thing up, and then you pull out Elvis and blow everybody like, away. Like, perfect. Right. Like, tight. Got it. And if there's even anyone left, ideally, no one would even be there anymore. Right. Like, one person. No, ideally, one person is there. Everybody else just and couldn't take it And her name is... Your mom. <laughs> <laughs> but then that person is like... They try to tell their friends that left, like... Holy shit, you have no idea. They were amazing. And person's friends are like, you're crazy. Yeah. You're I think this would make a better like movie scene than it would make a real life. Well, it would take a lot of work to do it in real life. It That's would. why I haven't done it yet. I Yeah, okay. Well, I put that on the list so yep, of possible things you could do in your life. I'm and putting it in on the there. meantime, we're going to do something even more awesome, and that, that is finishing up this book. Oh, right. So, yeah. Stryker did not slice and dice everyone. Instead, what really happened is something more surprising, which is the silver fox shows up. Oh, boy. Stryker had told King Cassidy about the wedding, and he gives Nevada away just like she wanted. Surprise! So he, he came back. Yeah. And so they toast the nuptials with champagne, and King goes over to talk to Miss Annabelle, and she can't believe he's back from England, and he's like, listen to this. I'm moving to Louisiana, and I just bought an old plantation north of Baton Rouge, her plantation, where she grew up, where she was living in the beginning when we first met her. Don't remember that at all. Where the carpetbaggers had bought her plantation, like her childhood home that was supposed to be in her family. Well, the carpet, I guess they just stole it, right? Is that what happened? I have no idea. Like during that. None of this sounds familiar at all. Okay. (laughs) 
Do you remember she was like watching kids in her little cottage and we were saying she's very much like Graham, no. like living on her giant property that she no longer owns and I don't. like watching people's shitty kids who bought the property? <laughs> nope, no, don't remember oh, okay. that. Well, that that was the corollary we we drew anyway. So she's like, you bought you bought it. And then he tells her that he was hoping that she'd help him fix it up since the previous owners were too fat and disgusting to care for it properly. <laughs> and he proposes. He proposes marriage. To? Miss Annabelle. King Cassidy and Miss Annabelle finally get together. Um, I thought they were already together, though. No. Remember, she was in the hospital and, like, he came to her bedside, but she was, like, kind of like unconscious and she was trying to get out of her I mean that wouldn't have mattered to Johnny Roulet. No, he, he would have just care done her. He'd be like conscious or not. Right. He's like please wrap your tiny hand around my throbbing <laughs> erection. Oh, but yeah, so he proposes and then So I can give you a Yeah, dog. So, Miss Annabelle and the Silver Fox announce their good news, and Johnny asks Nevada how long they have to stay at the party, and she is like, why do you need to go gamble? You know? He was going to stop that. And he's like, I want to do something more exciting than gamble. Sex. Oh. He he wants to do sex with her. That can be exciting? Well, that's funny you say that, because we're going to get to that. Oh, boy. Ah, so Nevada throws the bouquet. Miss Annabelle catches it because naturally, and and she's like the only woman there. So who else would catch it? And they go back to the room. Who's Quincy gonna marry? I, she's got to go find someone who will deal with her bullshit. Right. I don't. We don't even care. We never hear from her again. We she's don't give a old shit. news. Nope. She that's can some go. old news. That's some old news. So they get back to the room, and then you know Johnny's like trying to undress nevada and she's like oh but it's broad daylight kinky uh this is harold stroud and it's solid gold quote time you'll find that making love in daylight is natural and enjoyable johnny said that's an actual quote oh there are more johnny was right making love in broad daylight was quite natural natural and enjoyable (laughs) They made sweet, slow, satisfying love while the bright summer sun hid nothing of their close intimacy. It was glorious. It was glorious. Thank you, Harold. Natural and enjoyable. Or naturalable. <laughs> I guess. I'm glad that sunlight does not affect how enjoyable intercourse can be. Who knew? Who knew? I didn't even think... That, it's like, I didn't think that vehicles... Could, could drive if they weren't on a road like i thought they would just immediately stall oh like kind of like uh carts if you try to take them out of the target parking lot what happens with those well in certain like in city targets yeah they have like l- wheels will lock if they go out of the the radius of huh. their security yeah. smart yeah the one at maryfield does that yeah that's what i used to think cars and trucks were like huh. Until one day my eyes almost popped out of my head because my dad was driving the truck and he drove it on the grass. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was a stupid child. You you weren't a stupid child. You're a rule follower. <laughs> I guess. For the most part. Uh, well, you're a little bastard. Like you, 
Thanks. You're not a total rule follower because, like, you used to sneak under the steam tunnels and shit at Penn State. Hey, shh. I don't know. Theor- Statute I, of limitations yeah, done on that? Way done. Okay. What, they're not gonna, what are they going to do to you? I don't know. Maybe it will, like, give some Penn Staters some bad ideas. I yeah. think they have better security on them now than they did in the 90s, though. It was different times back then. Simpler times. Right. You could just, like, walk through a steam tunnel all the way to Beaver Stadium and... Right. Nobody really run cared. From security. Right. If they caught you, they'd be like, don't do that again. Well, now you like, get like arrested and charged with, with like terrorism. terrorism. Yeah. Exactly. I know you. Yeah. That's very true. Well, mm-hmm. it depends. If you wouldn't. You're a white male. True. Yeah. True. So Good point. I think they would just be like, son, don't do that again. This is Harold Stroud. Nothing I like better than when you're doing Harold Stroud. Well, not doing Harold <laughs> Stroud. <laughs> oh. <but>. Oh. <laughs> There's um, a, that's a storyline there. But Har- Harold, you're performing Harold Stroud performing Johnny Roulette. That's really <laughs> when it's it goes nice. deep. It's yeah. meta. So it's like, yeah, a little little podcasting inception just, going on. I'm just trying it out. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know if it'll be well, critically found, acclaimed or not. I think we found out how it's going to work. I think it's working quite well. Okay, keep it up then. Um, I, I'm seeming to enjoy it too. Quite Great. a lot like daytime sex. Yeah. Well, me too, Harold. Like, who Maybe knew? Can... Harold, can you teach me how enjoyable daytime sex can be? You bet your booty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yes, natural and enjoyable. They do it for four days straight. That's what you do on your honeymoon. Well, we sucked at our honeymoon. We then. sure did. We were like the worst at our honeymoon. We fell asleep in the car. Wait, what? Oh, going on our honeymoon. Right. Yeah, no, I meant like once we got there. Oh. We were more interested in drinking all you can drink tequila. Right. Cheap ass tequila. And then like me being pissed off that you didn't want to wake up at five oh, o'clock in the morning for the breakfast. Worst. <laughs> It's breakfast. It's a buffet. What are you doing? It's already six o'clock. <laughs> I've been up for two hours. <laughs> yeah, that was a great honeymoon. But, you know, we did enjoy ourselves. Come on. It was great. Yeah, it was great. But we didn't do it for four days straight. No, that's for sure. No. What am I, a machine? No. I mean, I I don't know. I wanted to, like, go see Mayan ruins and shit. We did that. I know. That's why we had to leave the room, but they didn't. They were just in the room. Doing it. Doing it. And then finally, one evening, Nevada heard a voice outside, which I'm assuming is like... BJ Jones. They didn't have like a an intercom, so maybe like a guy just like went around being like, we're approaching Memphis. We're approaching Memphis. Oh, they're on a boat. Yeah, they're on a boat. Oh. Maybe kind of like when you're on the train and the... Con- like not tickets. The con- yeah, tickets. Like that mm-hmm. guy goes around. Sure. Yes, baby, they're on a boat. They're on a They've boat. They've been on the boat. For four days straight. And they're on a boat with Stryker, King Cassidy, Miss Annabelle. Must be not too exciting for those folks. Well, they're probably like, where are those people? They right. just haven't left their room in four freaking days. We had to pay to come on this stupid boat, and now they're not even around. Well, they are going, they're all going to move down together. To, well, except for Miss Annabelle and the Silver Fox are getting off in baton rouge but everybody else is going to new orleans to live johnny and nevada are just getting off on the boat they they're just yeah continually for four days Mm -hmm. and so they said oh they were going to be passing memphis and so she wakes johnny up because he's like all naked wakes him up 
Yeah. And he's like, oh, honey, I can't do it again. We've been going at it for four days. I'm and, no Brad Pitt, man. <laughs> I'm no Adam Welch. That's right. I mean, whoo-wee. So they get dressed. And she's like, no, I want to go out and see Memphis. They get dressed and they go out on the deck and they watch the glow of Memphis grow closer. And they both spot it at the same time. The moonlight, BJ, oh. the moonlight gambler. And Nevada smiles, wondering if Belle Roberts, Julia LeBlanc, and the other girls were inside. And she turns in her husband's arms and looks up at him and says, Johnny Roulet is back in town. What? The end. What the? That's how we started the book. Johnny Roulet is back in town. Who is Johnny Roulet? Oh, I you know. don't know who Johnny Roulet is? I know who Johnny Roulet is. No, I was that was literally like the first part of this book. I don't remember that. Okay. That was a long time ago. That was 40 episodes ago. I don't even remember what happened at the beginning of this episode. Well, there you have let it. Let alone 40 episodes ago. Well, and that's how we end. Johnny Roulet is back in town. Johnny Roulet is back in town. But she did say like, oh, there's BJ Jones on the Midnight Moon rambler well right? and then bj jones and the flatboat like they kind of Come float on. by yeah. and then they're like miss nevada and she's like bj old willie i love you and they're like congratulations yay right they and then she shows them her tits and, and yeah, then she flashes them they're like we've missed those bosoms i know out in the fields and she's like don't worry nan's gonna oh, write sweetie. another book all about our big orgy we're having cool yeah that's really how it ends that is a much much better ending <laughs> that's i i wrote that just for you baby thanks so that's it that's, that's it that's it i don't know that's, now what do you do well you you know at a time like this it's a good time for reflection okay um i like to reflect on how everybody's coming on this boat oh okay um I like to reflect on the fact that brain-eating amoebas are a hardy creature. Yeah. I, I'm i satisfied to know and to learn that B.J. Jones did, in fact, attend the wedding. Mm -hmm. I learned that I have a long list of possible things to do in my life, <laughs> and I better start practicing. But not too hard. Only practice one song. Right. I've learned that sex can be exciting, which is like, who knew? Especially Just, in the daytime. Okay. Because daytime sex, because you can, can be see exciting. what's happening. I guess it's very naughty. And I've learned that naturable is a word now. <laughs> I guess. Thanks. Thanks. You're a welcome. Lot. And will you make me chicken wings after this? Yes, that would sounds delicious. Okay. Continue. And I've learned that I need to make some chicken wings soon. <laughs> and basically, I need to listen better. And that's it. That's it. So. Listen better first episode, listen better last episode. I think that we've got the bookend. Yeah, we've gone nowhere. <laughs> well, you still haven't learned how to listen better. Well, I'm trying. Well, Adam, do you have any thoughts on the the book as a whole now that we're done and you've survived an entire literary experience of a romance book? Uh I don't know who would read this book on purpose. Okay. Um, I'm wondering if they're all like this. Like, are they all, I don't, you know, I'm not here to like 
not trying to beat up on Nan Ryan or anything, but like, are they all this bad? Like this poorly written? Are there any romance novels that are actually well written? Just because the writing is just so bad. Well, I like, think it's bad. They just, you know, she pumped him out for lack of a better word. <laughs> right. But I mean, just the use of adverbs and male lips. Like, what is that? Yeah. It's poor, poor writing. It might be a style thing just with this genre. I don't know. Maybe when we're at the beach next week, I will find a another book. If anyone listening reads romance novels, please chime in. Like, let me know. Let yeah. us both know if there's, like, one that's actually well-written. I'm just really curious about that me too or if they're all this trashy not even trashy i don't care that it's about throbbing cocks and pearl necklaces and shit wow well like just put that out there just write it well just write better i'll listen better if you write better romance novelists well remember i'm pulling out all of the ridiculous things from this book and and showcasing them Right, right you did read a whole chapter and it's not that bad if I, and yeah. if I'm not making fun of it, you know, like I, I was pulling out all the male lips and stuff. Every right, book right. has shitty sentences and things that are stupid in there. But Even a, mine, yeah, especially mine. I don't think so. Okay. But on a fundamental level, this book seems worse than usual. Okay. Just well, a, you know, we could a, do a Sweet Valley High book next, and then you could, re- you really... You think those are poorly written? Oh, my gosh. Well, they were written by, like, 26-year-old men... First of all, what do you got against 26? I was a 26 year old man once. Yeah, but they're writing as like two 16 year old twins. It's like the novel equivalent of you doing Harold Stroud doing Johnny Roulet. Yes. (laughs) It's fascinating. That whole thing is fascinating, though. The Sweet Valley High, because they had a Bible, like with all of the things about each character. And I don't know. That's for another time, though, for season two. Maybe. Right, right. We don't know what we're doing for season two yet. No, we don't. So. You know what is cool? Hmm. Um, The Roadrunner Bible. Oh. I'm Wait, I think it. I've heard something about this. It's very cool. Where he can, like, what he can. Right. The Roadrunner, Chuck Jones rules for writing Roadrunner cartoons. Yeah. And there's, like, I think there's only nine rules, uh-huh. I think. Yeah. Rule number one, the roadrunner cannot harm the coyote except by going beep, beep. (laughs) No outside force can harm the coyote, only his own ineptitude or the failure of the Acme products. The coyote could stop any time if he were not a fanatic. Repeat, a fanatic is one who redoubles his effort when he has forgotten his aim. (laughs) No dialogue ever except beep, beep. beep. The Roadrunner must stay on the road. Otherwise, logically, he would not be called Roadrunner. <laughs> All action must be confined to the natural environment of the two characters, the Southwest American desert. All materials, tools, weapons, or mechanical conveniences must be obtained from the Acme Corporation. Whenever possible, make gravity the coyote's greatest enemy. <laughs> the coyote is always more humiliated than harmed by his failures. Oh. And there you go. There's the your Roadrunner. nine rules for... Making Roadrunner cartoons. Thank you for enlightening us. Yep, no problem. That's what I'm here for. Well, and thank you, listener, for listening. Yep. Listeners, I know we have more than one. We do. But, you know, 
Kelly's the only one who really responds to any of our <laughs> social media, so right. she gets special. That's right. Special seat at the table. A little shout out to Kelly. That was season one. So if you are listening out there and your name is not Kelly, or even if it is Kelly, please give us a rating on iTunes. We would love it so much. Pretty easy to do. Yeah. I would say five stars because I don't know. I would say four. Well, don't tell them to do that because then they'll do four stars. I mean, we do need four a few really four good. star yeah. reviews to like make it seem legit. You if don't it's want all, them to far, be all five stars. Right. Yeah. Just sounds, seems Keep fake. us at like a solid like 4.2 to 4.5 if you can. So if you see it, that if it's, we've yeah, got if it's a dipping few, down. Right. Then like. Go ahead and go for the five. Okay. I think that's a good strategy. But otherwise, four is good. Four I mean, is four is better good. than yeah. good. Three is like average. That's okay. Tell your friends. Tell, Tell your friends to listen to Romance Planning if yeah. they want to be in the cool club. Yep. You can that's follow us on Instagram. You could follow, yeah, or on That's Facebook. Or on Twitter. You can, like, respond to some of our comments. Imagine that. Yeah. We'll, we'll probably talk back to you, too. Almost certainly. We've we don't have much time. else going on, <laughs> especially now <laughs> that it's like, over. We've got some time, yeah. yeah. And for news about season two, yeah, follow us Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We'll be announcing when that starts. We're going to need, like, a week or two, maybe three, to, like, get our shit together and figure out what we're doing. But it's been so awesome. Thank you for being on this journey with us through all of the riverboats and all of the steamers and all of our ridiculous, ridiculousness. <laughs> yes. So. What she said. Yep. That was season one of Romance Planning. I was just listening. What? what? Mm-hmm. And Adam's listening. So everybody take cover because it sounds like the end of the world and the end of this podcast. I'm Leslie Welch and that was Adam. We'll see you in a few weeks for season two.